Okay, friends, I am so excited to finally be introducing you to my friend Lydia, who is a singer, songwriter, worship leader, and she has had a viral song called Mom Life go out, and it's been amazing, and I am excited to introduce you to her, and we're just going to kind of chat a little bit what God has been doing in our lives and how it's moving and how it affects moms. Hi there, I'm Jenna Kutcher. I'm the host of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I'm so excited that you're hearing me right now because that means that I get to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Hagen. Michelle is a mama on a mission dedicated to inspire other women to chase their dreams and their passions no matter what season of life they're in. And I've gotten the privilege to mentor and coach Michelle. She was one of my top 10 students in my community of over a thousand women, and she helped lead and inspire other mamas just like you. And now you, my friend, you get a front row seat. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Welcome to the Living Your Calling podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Hagen, and my mission is to help you step into whatever you're truly called to do. I'm a Midwest wife and mom, and I built my business and dreams between the moments of motherhood. I believe that you can create your dreams around whatever season of life you're in. I'm obsessed with creating connections, out-of-the-box ideas, and cheering people on in whatever goal they're chasing. This is a place where you can come to feel like you're joining your best friends for coffee, for real talk of what's happening in life and business. Whether you're working on personal development or business, friend, I got you. Each week, you will find an episode that educates, inspires, and helps you take action to step into your calling and live your best life. You're listening to the Living Your Calling podcast, inspiring you to be and create exactly what you were made for. Are you ready? Here we go. So Lydia, welcome to the show. Yes, thank you so much. And I'm from Tennessee, so I'm just going to say, hey, y'all. I'm so excited to be here on the show, and I've been following what you're doing, Michelle, and just love how you're encouraging other moms. That is such a passion of mine, too. So I was like, yes, let's talk all things mom life, and I just want to encourage moms out there that they're doing a good job, that they were made for this, and that's what we're going to talk about here on the show today. So I'm really excited for you to invite me on. So thanks for doing that. Of course. I'm so glad that we finally got, I feel like this episode has been like months in the making as we chatted about it. And then I took a little break from recording and now we're up again and I am so excited for us to chat. But why don't you introduce yourself a little bit, tell people what you do and how you got into being a singer songwriter. Yes. I think it's just perfect timing. I love how the Lord works this out where like conversations happen when they need to happen and like people are brought together, connections and friendships are made. And so I've been following what you're doing the last few months and even reached out about being on the podcast. And I've had my own podcast for the last couple of years, the Rustic Songbird podcast. And I'm a musician. And so that show is all about like encouraging other musicians to get their songs out there and interviewing people that are in the music industry and what they're doing. And so that's been such a big passion of mine. And so I love podcasting. And I also just love the conversation aspect of it, of like, real life stories. And I really believe that everyone has a unique story. And it's so amazing to be able to connect people with 
like-minded, um, just inspiring people that are doing good things in the world. I think so many times we um, see so many bad bad news and bad things going on, but we don't always see the good things. And there's so many good things. There's so many opportunities. And you know, this whole last year, I think we've all come to the point of realizing what is most important and reevaluating everything, literally everything. And uh, so I am right there with you. I am a mom of a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And so, I mean, they just want to listen to Baby Shark on repeat and eat mac and cheese every day. So that's really where I'm coming from today. I definitely want to give a disclaimer that I do not have it all together, but I am learning like this whole new level of trusting the Lord through parenting. And he's taught me so much through it. So I am all about sharing it, but I want want you to know that I'm in the trenches with you right now. Yes. Oh, I love it. And you are like literally just two years behind me because mine are six and four. So I'm like just a, a, like a little bit of a head. You'd like the light is coming. Because <laughs> I remember four and two is so it's hard. And even like today before we're recording, I, I'm watching my cousin's son and I had to be like, hey, um, I need a few more minutes. And I even forgot how destructive one was. He's like literally everything everything. off the shelf. Oh, everything. Yeah. It's off the shelf. <laughs> I was like, okay. Like in Thatcher, my four, he's my youngest of four year old. He's like, baby, Charlie hurting all my stuff. And I was like, it's fine, dude. Like just chill. Yeah. My oldest is a daughter and she wants to have everything a certain way and be organized and like color coordinated. And she likes to decorate things. And then my little two-year-old is a little boy and he just comes right through and wrecks it. And so I totally understand that. It's like when they're at that age, they learn by taking things apart <laughs> and then when they get a little older and they want to put things together. So when you have one of each, it's like this tug of war, push and pull all the time. Yes. Oh, well, why don't you tell us, how did you get into being a songwriter and a singer? What did that look like? And what did that journey look like for you? Yeah, I've always loved music and I've always really enjoyed singing. And then I got into songwriting when I was around 12 years old. I picked up a guitar, just fell in love with it, started playing a few chords. And I was kind of writing poetry at the time. I would write a poem and then put a few guitar chords to it. And my mom was a piano teacher and a music major in college. And so I remember like her giving piano lessons when I was little and like hearing music. My great granddad played bluegrass music and he played guitar and fiddle and mandolin. And so like I was always around it and singing at church and choirs and musicals and things like that. But really what happened was I started writing these songs in middle school and high school to like express myself and what I was learning and about things that I believed in. And I was a shy kid. I really didn't like being in front of people. So that wasn't really what was driving me. But I believed in these songs so much. I was like, nobody else is going to sing these unless I put them out there. And I had such a drive to like share it with the world. So I started recording at little home studios with friends and started putting out CDs when I was a teenager. And I made, you know, several CDs of original music. Then I ended up doing like a Christmas CD and I would do a Christmas tour every year and play with my guitar at like um, our farmer's market downtown and different events around in the area and was playing at different churches. And I also led worship at my youth group and my praise team and then, uh, you know, for different churches in the area. And so it was just a love of music and it felt so natural to me to just be playing and singing and writing and like all of that came together together. And, you know, looking back, I see so many people that gave me a chance to, like, go up and sing my first song, you know, or go up and lead a song. 
and it may not have been that great or that phenomenal, but like they really helped boost my confidence to give it a shot. And I'm really glad for that. So that's what I'm trying to do now. I try to think back to like, how can I help the next generation or people that are just getting started? Um, how can I help them like really go for it so they can find what they love and like run with it. And I, I have a similar passion about motherhood. Like I've always wanted to be a mom. And uh, even before I was a mom, I was uh, I was writing songs and like little kids would come up to me at shows and they would they would say, like, I really like your voice. And their parents are like, your voice is so soothing. You should do some lullabies. You know, I just want to hear your your music as I go to sleep at night. And uh, so I ended up writing some lullabies with a mom friend of mine who's also a songwriter. And uh, so we recorded those songs even before I had my first baby. And so when I had my own kids, I had these lullabies, like original lullabies. They're all about like scriptures with comfort and rest and hope in God. And I was able to play these songs for my kids. And that has been Mm -hmm. such a gift. I'm really glad I did it before, you know, pregnancy tired and before like the craziness of postpartum. Um, But now I had these like on my phone, I could literally play it at nap time. And uh, so those are available too for any moms listening. If you need a good like lullaby playlist, go look up lullabies by Lydia Walker. And it's just soothing. And even moms <laughs> appreciate it because it's like not just twinkle, twinkle, little star on repeat, you know, but it's actually mm-hmm. scripture based. And um, so I was doing music like that. I started doing themed music, like the Christmas CD and the lullabies. And then I became a mom and I was like, oh my goodness, like there is so much material here (laughs) because literally every day I was learning something new and I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like even with a good support system and even with like, you know, doing all the research, Googling all the things, I was like, there is so much that I had no idea about. Like I did not know how much cleaning goes into like (laughs) raising babies and toddlers uh, but now I do. <laughs> and um, and so I was making this music and I ended up writing some more songs with my mom friend. Her name is Julie. And we wrote these songs about motherhood. And it was kind of like this. Uh, we would do like FaceTime co-writes. And we're like both breastfeeding our kids and we're <laughs> like passing out snacks to our toddlers. And we're like, oh, that sounds like a good line. Let's write it down. And so it was just like really cool to have somebody in the same phase of life. Uh, writing songs together. And we were like, you know what, what do we need to hear right now? What is it in this phase of life that we would want to remind ourselves? And so the songs we ended up writing on this project called Made for This were also based in scripture, but also like an anthem for moms to know like, hey, you've got this, just trust in God and just know that you can do the best with what you have. And that is more than good enough. It is more than enough. And so even now, when I hear those songs, it reminds me, that like, hey, you're doing a good job and it is okay to have a bad day. It is okay to like take a break and just, you know, breathe sometimes. And so those songs were so healing to me, but also like the, the reactions and like responses from other moms just melts my heart because I'm like, that's why we wrote it. It was to relate to other moms in the same thing, like in the same time of life where we're raising these little kids and we're just tired. We are so tired all the time, but it is also so worth it because we're literally forming the next generation. So that's a long winded way of saying like, I've always loved music. And now I'm like meshing the two together of music and motherhood, writing songs about mom life and just trying to encourage other people that are going through the same things. 
Yeah. Oh, I love that you actually wrote the songs like in the trenches because not only is it for other people, but like what a great memory for you to know like the actual feelings that you were feeling in that time because I was kind of like posting stuff like in the trenches, but it wasn't like I was writing. And sometimes when I think back, I'm like, what can I say to encourage moms? My brain sometimes just can't remember. And I'm like, gosh, I could have had so much, but I think, you know, but it's just so amazing that you have something that's in those trenches that you can hold on to and your kids can listen back to someday. And I just think like when your daughter becomes a mom someday, like she's going to already have these words that her mom wrote for her or like in that season, how cool that will be. It's so amazing. And it's really just documenting. It's just exactly what is happening. I would have these FaceTime co-writes and we were just talking about stuff and we would laugh our heads off because it was so relatable. And uh, literally I was talking to Julie one day, we were going to do a co-write and she said, I just feel like I'm drowning in dishes and laundry and diapers. It's just, it never ends, you know, and we all have felt that way. But me as a songwriter, I'm like, Ooh, that's a good line. Like, that's a good lyric. We should write that down. And so we wrote this song and I've never heard another song like it. It's called changing diapers and changing the world. And the first line is, you feel like you're drowning in laundry, diapers, and dishes. And then the chorus says, uh, you know, while you're changing all those diapers, just know that you're really changing the world. And that's such a powerful message for moms out there who are just, you know, so tired and you just see the same thing over and over again. But you want to, um, you know, do your best as a mom. And so just reminders like that of like even the menial tasks, like changing a million diapers, you're doing that because you love them and no one's going to love them like you do. And uh, so that's the message and the heart behind the song. We also wrote a song. I wrote one with my friend Lisa called Little Doesn't Stay for Long. And it is a tearjerker. I mean, it is so like mm. sad, but sweet. It's like one of those songs you'll put to a slideshow and just cry, you know, but um, mm-hmm. it's so true because we can always, uh, all moms relate to their babies growing up and they're like, you know what? That little time didn't last that long looking back. Mm-hmm. And we filmed a music video for it when my second baby, my little boy, Logan, was like a week old. I think he was a week old in that music video. And so even just having that documented for me was amazing, but I know that it's going to, you know, connect with so many other people. So it's just really special to be able to do both of those things, being a mom and also being a musician. And like, it's the best of both worlds. That's how I feel about it. Yes. And it is it, the little years it in them, in the season of it, you were I can remember being so mad when people like, it goes so fast, enjoy it. And I'm like, I literally cannot even, like, I feel like a rock is on my chest and I cannot breathe and I'm never going to come back up for air. I'm never going to be anybody, like, anywhere close to the same person. And this year before the boy's birthday, I realized it's like, it's all done. Like, it's done. The tiny years are done unless we have another one, which I, that's like, but that's like, I don't even, I don't even know if I could ever go back, but now it's just so crazy to think they're totally independent. Yeah. They they get so big. Yeah. Yeah. And like they wake up in the morning and they can go down and make their own breakfast and which do all is these things. also really encouraging for any moms that are in the trenches and they're like, yes. they're like, if they could just pour a bowl of cereal, you know, or like make a sandwich or something like open up a pouch, whatever you got to do. Like once they get to that point where they can either 
go get something or take something to the trash or like, okay, this is a win because I'm not doing literally everything for them. They can do some things themselves, which is good because they need to have, um, you know, that time where they're learning to be more self-sufficient. And so it's kind of a light at the end of the tunnel where you're like, you're not going to be, you know, having to do everything all the time for the rest of their lives. Like they are going to get to that point. Yes. And I can even remember in like those little years, someone saying to me like, oh, they're so close to being able to like get up and go get themselves something and turn the TV on. And I was like, whatever, that is never going to happen. What are you talking about? No, they legit can put a waffle in the toaster and they don't burn themselves. And the oldest one puts syrup on it and they sit at the table and eat breakfast. That's so great. And they turn the TV on. The oldest will like open the fridge for my youngest to get a snack Uh, She'll open the door for him to walk outside. And so like I had a, you know, a freak out when that first happened. I was like, oh boy, like she can open the door and then he'll just walk out and he'll just like go out in the yard. And so, you know, you learn other mom ninja tricks of how to blockade things and how to, you know, double check and triple check the deadbolt because you don't want people running away when you have five minutes in the bathroom. And so like that is mom life where you're like, oh, I didn't, you couldn't do that yesterday. So, like, I didn't know they could climb up on the piano, but I remember when my first was able to climb up to the top of the piano, and I was like, how did you do that? Like, I didn't know you could climb, and then she just showed me, oh, I just climbed on the bench, and then the keys, and then on the top, and I was like, well, yeah, that's how it works, and so you get to these milestones where you're like, we're not in Kansas anymore. (laughs) Like, I thought that they would just stay where they are, but no, they figure out how to go really fast. Yes. And I will tell you, like, my mom hack for keeping them from going out the the front door and the garage door is hotel chain locks Very at the top of the door. So, like, it opens enough, like, that if someone's at the door, they can be like, can you go get your mom? <laughs> but they, <laughs> but can't they can't get, get out. out. Yeah. So just they for their safety. Yeah. It's so important to have things in place like that. And you don't realize it sometimes until it happens. You're like, oh, I should probably have a backup plan for that. Oh, yeah. Because for me, it was Turner was two and Thatcher was a baby. And I was literally nursing Thatcher on the couch and Turner opens the door and out he goes at two. And I was like, oh, okay, well, we're going to need something else because this isn't working. But that's, you know, I think what motherhood is. It's just constantly readjusting to like, here was our plan and what we thought was going to work. And now it's not working. So we got to we got to figure out a new plan. Yeah, we are literally superheroes. Um, we have eyes in the back of our head. You know, we know exactly what they're going to do before they do it. And we know what's going on, right? So we see it a mile away and we know how to plan ahead and always have snacks. And so I think moms are the real MVP. And especially in this last year, like we've really had to, you know, dig deep and had to figure things out with uh, everything in the world changing and just you know, reevaluating everything like, okay, well, what are we doing and why do we do that? And do we need to do something different? And there's so many questions that came up through that time. And I think it's good. I think, I think um, parenting in general, you go through so many changes, but it's like the whole world went through similar changes at the same time. And I know for me, like, I, I feel less judgmental because of that. Cause I'm like, Hey, we're all just doing what we can do. Like all just doing our best and trying to figure this out in like new territory. And every month with a toddler is like new territory. And so yeah. uh, if you're, if you're feeling like you're losing your mind and you're listening to this show, just know you're not alone. Like we all get those moments where we're like, 
I don't know if I could do this, you know, and that's when we have to like dig deep and we have to, uh, you know, reach out to our support system and really remember like, it's going to be okay. And you can do this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like this last year taught people the true meaning of grace and like giving others grace and others grace of like, you're not comfortable with that, then that's fine. Like there's grace in that of, of you may want to do something, but I'm not comfortable with that. And there's just grace in it that that is your choice and that's fine. We are so excited to be introducing to you the Living Your Calling Retreats. These retreats are going to be for women to reconnect to themselves and to join in community with like-minded women. We are going to take you from places from the Midwest to the beach to the mountains. And this is going to be a time for you to disconnect and have time away and to focus on yourself and to take a break from whatever it is you need. These retreats are going to be like nothing you have experienced before, and we are creating them with you in mind. If you would love to know more about the Living Your Calling retreats, you can head to the link in the show notes to join the waitlist that you can be the first to know when we are going to be connecting together. We are so excited to create this for our community, and we cannot wait to meet you and to join a community at the Living Your Calling retreat. Kind of as we were talking here, this is a great segue into you and I really wanted to touch on trusting God and the changes that are coming. And I think that this last year was a whole lot of trust, which it's interesting. Like I wasn't even thinking about it, but as I posted today, if you're listening and you go back, there's like a a picture of an ocean from Hawaii. And I was talking about how this last year, at this time when we're recording last year, I was literally on mountaintops in Hawaii. And we knew that when we came back, like home, that life was going to be totally different. And um, it's just crazy the changes that happened this year. And we had job losses and things. And so and I can remember people saying like, Oh, my gosh, aren't you freaking out? Like, aren't you scared? Because my husband had the main income and he had lost his job and my business wasn't really making a ton of money. And I never truly felt scared. And I think it was because like, I had hope that God was like, I got like, I got it. You just have to trust. And when you trust in the, in, and knowing that the changes that come at you are for a purpose, I think like it just gives so much more hope. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, when stuff happens like that unexpectedly, it shows what we're hoping in. Mm-hmm. So if we feel secure, you know, having that job or having those things lined up, having our structure, or having our routines, whatever it is, and then all of that is like the rug is just taken out from under you. And you're like, well, what is even real anymore? Like, what is this life? And like you start from scratch, it feels like it's like, OK, well, what are we going to do today? What are we going to do even hour by hour? Like, what are we doing and why are we doing it? And those questions are actually really good. And a lot of times we get to that point when, um, you know, it feels like rock bottom and we're starting over, but that's such a good foundation to build on because if there's nothing else in the way and we're only trusting God, he can do so much with that and he can grow us so much faster and, you know, build that good foundation where we're not just trusting in, you know, what we 
what we think is secure, I think we just realize how insecure things actually are and how easily they can change in just a snap. And so knowing that God is unchanging and that nothing takes him by surprise is something that I really leaned into uh, the last few months. And it's been growing me as things are changing and transitioning and things are happening. You know, I'm just I'm just trusting. And what I like to say is I follow the peace. I want to be where the peace is. Mm -hmm. So even if it doesn't make sense, like in our natural eyes, like we can't see it yet. We don't know where it's going. We don't know how something's going to be in the future. We can know that God's already ahead of us and that he's taking care of us right now to prepare us for whatever it is Mm -hmm. that comes next. And I think that has been so calming to me when I get to those points of like, I don't know how this is going to work out. You know, I don't know what it's going to be. Um, Then I remember those things and it's really, really helpful just for my sanity and also just um, to bring me back to the reality of I'm not in control. God is in control and that's the way it should be. Mm -hmm. And I, I, as you were talking, it made me think about my friend had sent me a devotional and I wish I knew where it came from to like give credit to the person who has said it, who, who wrote the words, because um, I've quoted them a few times. And this devotional talked about like, you're growing and changing, and there's a purpose and you're sitting in the waiting. And sometimes like we sit in the waiting and we're like, I'm ready. Like, what door are you going to open? And that's been, you know, like I've been saying so to people, I'm like, I got stuff in my head, but God's not opening the door or telling me which way to go. Mm-hmm. And this devotional ended that sometimes you have to sit in the waiting and learn because God is preparing the hearts of the people on the other side of the door. Like you might be ready, but the people that need what you're about to do aren't quite ready. And he's preparing wow. their hearts to open that door. And that has also been something, you know, that I kind of, try to keep reminding myself like as I'm waiting and I know like I can see the visions I'm like I can see the end goal God like I get it you put the vision there but I can't figure out how and sometimes I have to remind myself like God's not opening the door because the people on the other side aren't ready for it yet yeah that's such good insight because that just flips your whole perspective If you think about, you know, maybe God's prepared you, but he's got to prepare other people too. And he's preparing things that we haven't even thought about yet. And so we try to get ahead of ourselves or get ahead of God's timing, but his timing is perfect. And he's lined things up. And I can tell the difference between the things that I try to make happen and the things that the Lord orchestrates because they just fall into place Mm -hmm. so easily. And it's amazing. I just stand back and say, okay, God did that. It was not me because when I try to do it, like everything goes wrong. But when he does it, everything goes right. Yeah. And even as you're talking like that, it makes me also think like we can see things going right and God calling us to to things. But sometimes it also has to be you have to say yes to that change. Because one thing I've been talking about and with people and posting about is God can call you. But if you don't say yes, he will go. He'll find someone else who will. And it's not that like maybe that won't happen in your life or that whatever your plan is, isn't going to happen. But as you know, we still have the choice as humans Mm -hmm. to say yes and no. And that's like one of the things that God gave us. But if you would have said yes earlier, maybe like there wouldn't have been so many obstacles. And that's what I'm trying to, as there's whispers happening on my heart. And I'm like, I don't think so. Are you sure? I don't really, but I'm like, but if I don't say yes, 
I'm just going to sit in the waiting a little bit longer. Yeah. And you don't want to miss out on the blessing of being used by God. And like you said, if, you know, if you pass on the opportunity, he'll find someone else. And one thing that's really encouraging to me is that, you know, the Lord doesn't need us necessarily. He wants us. He wants a relationship with us. And he gives us these opportunities because he's good and because he wants to bless us. But one thing that I've heard from people is like, I don't want to make the wrong decision. I don't want to do it the wrong way. And it's like, guess what? You can't mess up God's plans. Like he he's not waiting on you. Like it's not going to wreck what he's doing. Like he's going to get his way because he is in control. And it's like, you just need to be a part of that. And, you know, trust that he's got it and just do your part. But even with like all the pivoting going on, like you go this way for a little while and then this way and then this way, you're learning different things along the way. And so it's not like this cut and dry point A to point B, like I see it ahead and I'm just going to go for it. It's like, no, sometimes you have to end things first and then you have to grow and then you have to reevaluate and then you have to plant seeds and then water it and then it grows and then it blooms. And you're like, oh, okay, well, I just wanted to bloom but I didn't realize all this stuff was going to be in the way or like have to happen first. And so I think, you know, even just going into the spring and thinking about things blooming, it needed months of darkness, months of cold. It needed this smoke, uh, the snow apocalypse that happened uh, to, you know, get cold and to have enough water in the ground. And it's like, then the flowers bloom, but they're not going to bloom unless they had that time in the, dead of winter. And so when I think about that, I think seasons have always spoken so strongly to me Mm -hmm. because, you know, God's showing us different things through creation. And so as I look into spring, I'm so hopeful and I'm like, there are going to be amazing things that start to bloom that we had no idea about because it was in the dark and it was growing. Mm, Yes. And I love how you touched on like the seasons and changing because there's been times in my life where there's things that are good or even like in in my mental health that are helping me and then they end and I'm like god why did you take that away like that was good and so why did you take away you know that yoga studio that closed and why did you take away that friend that moved away and sometimes i hear god being like because you were leaning too hard on it and that's also one thing i think that but True. it also like those things like either you were leaning too hard on it for me personally it was either i was leaning relying on it too much to be like the water or it was that purpose served its season and it was time to like move on and then and i've been trying to be aware of that in this last year of like why are these certain things ending and then i was like oh okay i got it Like I was really big into mops. I love mops. And this year it just wasn't fitting into the season correctly. And I was like, why would you take something away that I love? But a Bible study opened up in the perfect way. And I went and it was like Jen and they're studying Genesis and talking about like the people and listening to God. And I was like, Oh, I see you. I see. you. (laughs) Oh, I see. It's because I wasn't listening. I got it. I get it (laughs) that you're calling, but it is amazing how like those seasons happen because God needs you to then move forward into the next thing he needs to teach you. Yeah. And letting go of a good thing feels so counterproductive. You're like, but this is good, you know, and sometimes we have to let go, go of good things for the better thing, mm. for the best thing, even if we haven't seen it yet. I 
I like to say, you know, the best is yet to come. We haven't even seen it. We don't know what the best is going to be, but if we're not prepared and we're not opening ourselves to the possibilities, then we're just going to be stuck. We won't even be looking for it, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, you know, one example of that is, uh, okay, we're just going to go real, real talk right here. I was, I was dating this guy before I met my husband and, you know, I was like really committed. I was like, you know what, we're going to give this a shot and stuff. And then he broke up with me after like a couple dates. And I was like, what is this? Like I was, I was ready, you know, and obviously he was not, but you know what, like a week later after he broke up with me, I met my husband and because of like how loyal and how like focused I was on that and like wanting to find someone to marry, like I would not have been looking for anybody. Mm. I would not have given him the time of day, you know, if I was dating somebody else and he wouldn't have even really talked to me if I was dating somebody else. And so I'm like, you know what? God closed that door quickly. And (laughs) it was like very obvious. And then I met my husband and it was like, yes, absolutely. This is my person. Mm. And so sometimes doors close and we do not understand why we're like, but this could have been a good thing. Like who knows? Like maybe, I mean, it was a good person, right? But it wasn't the right person and it wasn't the right time, but the Lord opened up that possibility mm-hmm. um, just like right in his timing. And I was just amazed. I was like, okay, well, this is it. Yeah. You know? And so sometimes it's not this whole big, like crazy thing, but we look back and see later like, oh, that's why that needed to happen. Mm-hmm. So the best is yet to come. Yes. And I love those stories of like people's relationships, how it's like, well, I thought it was one thing or one way um, and it wasn't. Or like for my husband and I, we were probably at the exact same youth group things like that I went with friends to in high school, yet we had no clue. We had all these similar friends. But yet we had never met until we did when I was a senior in high school. And it is, it's interesting how I'm just like, we had so many opportunities, but God was like, nope, not yet, not yet. Um, and I love those stories. Like I'm even thinking I have a, one of my best friends when they were doing their, I think it was their wedding video or something, but they were looking through these pictures and she said, oh, this was me on my first day of preschool. And her now husband goes, that's me behind you. Like how crazy they're in the same picture in preschool, like sitting behind each other and they had no idea. Like how cool is that? Yeah. It's like sometimes the Lord does like put blinders on or something, but then there's like those little God winks Mm -hmm. throughout your life. And like you were talking about being around each other, but not really meeting or knowing each other. And then sometimes it's the opposite where you would have had no friends in common, no connections. And if certain things hadn't happened a certain way, you wouldn't have had that one meeting Mm -hmm. Where, and you just wouldn't have known each other. And so it's amazing how God orchestrates that and brings the right person at the right time. And that's a great example of like how he brings opportunities in our life and prepares us for things. Because when it's him, his timing, it just works. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that has to do with like friendships and even Absolutely. business things like you were saying that you know, people were giving you the opportunity. And I know there's been plenty of times, even just in this last year of like, I was like, I'm just going to throw a Hail Mary because I think this person might say yes. And I was like, oh, like they actually gave me the opportunity early on, even in my podcast. You know, they're like, yeah, Yeah. I'll be on your podcast. I was like, really? Okay. (laughs) Like, you know, but it gave me such um, good experience. And now I have no fear of asking anybody to be on my yeah. podcast, but um, which I think opens doors. So I would love for us to kind of wrap up here. Um, 
just to kind of talk about, I always love to end saying, if you could go back and give yourself any advice, and maybe for you, it's what advice would you have given yourself back in those, you're still in the little years, but maybe like the tiny years, or if there is advice before then, what would you say to yourself? Yeah, the biggest thing I learned and probably going from one to two kids was asking for help. Mm. Because people offered to help and I did accept some help. But when I had a second kid, I was like, I'm going to need all the help I can get. And so I was reaching out even before people would offer, you know, or getting to a point of like, I need to ask for help before I'm desperate. Because at that point, it's harder to like communicate. And you know, I might just have a breakdown and cry. And so I tried to kind of put some things in place regularly to know, okay, I'm going to have some time to myself at this time or on this day, or I'm going to have a babysitter for this amount of time, or I'm going to go to my mom's one day a week. And I know that I have that to look forward to. And so having regular things in place and asking for help and saying, Hey, I just really, you know, want you to you know, help with snack and like a nap time. And like, I just need to shower or <laughs> take a nap myself. And so things like that, I have learned by asking, like, it feels awkward at first, because you're like, okay, it sounds silly to just need a shower and need a time by myself or whatever. But it's so life giving to just give yourself that time. And so if you know, when it's coming, you don't think, am I ever going to get a break? Mm-hmm. You know, so I would say ask for help before you're desperate try to get some things in place. And another great tip that I've heard from other moms is like do a swap day where you either like ride around and do errands together and somebody stays in the car with the kids so you don't have to get them in and out. Or like they watch all the kids and have a play date one day and then you do the same thing and have your own time to go out and do things or, you know, go somewhere by yourself. And so there's ways to do that that doesn't even have to be hiring a babysitter or paying anybody. Uh, It could just be a friend that you swap with or, you know, somebody in your family, support groups, uh, things like that. I think community is so important. And to just reach out and ask for help before you before you need it because you're going to need it. Yes. And I agree. And it is even like when the people say, especially now that I'm on the other side and I have friends that have little babies or that I literally like, let me know when I can come fold your laundry or like let you take a shower and I will hold the baby. Um, Oh yeah. It's perfect to be specific like that and not just let me know if you need anything. It's like, well, I need a lot of things, you know, what are you willing to do? So being specific, like, can I fold your laundry or even just like, you know, giving them something specific Mm -hmm. is really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And like you were saying, there were so many people that I said no to. And now that I'm on the other side, I'm like, no, they really meant, please tell me when I can come hold the baby because I just want to hold the baby so that I can give it back when I'm done. (laughs) I just want to turn. Yeah. I I just just want to hold that cuteness. Yeah. Yeah, Like go take a shower, go eat something, like do whatever you want to do, but let me hold that cute baby. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So I'm like, take them up on it and bring me all the food, all the meals, you know, and that makes a big difference. It might seem like a little thing, but even like picking up diapers at the store or just if you're going by in the area and saying like, Hey, do you need anything from the store? Like even just going out to do anything after a new baby, it seems like it's going to take all day, you know? And so if somebody can pick up that one thing, it's like, it can totally change everything. So I think taking people up on that and then not being worried about reaching out, like just, just ask, you know? And I think most people want to help. They just don't know how. 
Yes, I agree. Well, thank you so much for the great conversation today. If anyone wants to reach out to you after this podcast, where can they find you at? Yes, you can check out rusticsongbird.com for my music and check out my new song that has recently gone viral. We haven't even really mentioned that, but I wrote a rap song called Mom Life, and it is super relatable. And what happened was a lot of people, a lot of moms started using it in Instagram reels Mm -hmm. and on TikTok and are like dancing with their kids or they are singing along. And the the whole song is about like mom life is 24 seven. And you know what, like we talked about earlier, moms are the real MVP. So I want you to go check that out. You can go listen to mom life on my website, which is rusticsongbird.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at the Lydia Walker and follow my mom life stories. And I also talk about my music there. So would love for you to connect on Instagram as well. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Well, thanks for having me, Michelle. I love talking to you and love talking about mom life, encouraging moms. This has been super fun. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Living Your Calling podcast. If you love this episode, will you share it with a friend or leave a review? Make sure that you subscribe or follow so that you don't miss a single episode. I love hearing from listeners and connecting. You can find us over on Instagram at the Living Your Calling podcast or at Michelle Ann Hagen. Join us inside of our private Facebook community called the Living Your Calling podcast community. It's free. So why don't you join us inside? You can join by clicking the link in our Instagram bios or checking out the show notes. Join us and we will dive in deeper and I can't wait to connect with you. If you needed someone to remind you that you are worthy of your dreams, friend, this is it. I promise that you are worthy of whatever is on your heart and whatever calling you are wanting to chase. I am proud of you and I'm here for you. You're listening to the Living Your Calling podcast, inspiring you to be and create exactly what you were made for.